Welcome to the Gymcast on the Gyms Network with your host, Joel Kleber. This is a podcast for anyone who's an aspiring entrepreneur, a business person, or someone wanting to take their business to the next level. This podcast will have many people from within the Gyms family, outside the Gyms family, and of course, a lot of content with Jim himself. We hope you enjoy. Welcome everyone to episode three of the Gyms Cast. And if you have listened to the previous two episodes, we thank you very much. And if you can, make sure you head and leave us a five-star rating in the iTunes store or wherever you can leave a rating. So this is episode three in terms of the hashtag Ask Jim Facebook Live series that was that goes on Facebook uh, every Wednesday night, generally at seven o'clock. And we basically just take the audio and make it available to you in a podcast form so you don't have to watch the video. Uh, listening back to this episode, once again, I apologise for all the ums and the ahs and probably not sounding as uh, confident or as fluid as what we probably are getting towards now if you've watched some of the more recent versions. However, there's a lot of good content in this from Jim. I just had to listen back. There's a lot of uh, advice directly to franchisees. There's some people from the public on uh, tips for the business. And, uh, a lot more stuff as well about his morning routine and how he keeps fit and stuff like that. So a little bit of everything in this episode, which is really, really good and different. And if you've got any questions or comments or anything you want Jim to maybe answer, you can jump onto the Facebook page, the Jim's Group Head Office page, and you'll see there's a bunch of comment sections underneath our Facebook Live videos. Chuck your questions in there, and we do we do try and ask them to Jim. Um, I get through as many as we can on a Wednesday night, um, and if you do leave them beforehand, they will definitely, uh, 100%, I can guarantee you, we do answer it at some stage. And if there's any guests or anything like that you would love us to um, have on, let us know as well. Um, in the coming weeks, what we were planning to do is basically go from 1 to 14 or 1 to 18. I think we are now in the Facebook Lives in terms of the audio. But we're probably going to mix them up for a few interviews as well. So we've done some interviews with some really successful divisional owners. And, and these are people who have got you know more than 100 franchisees under their banner. So they're absolute experts in the industry and just in business in general. So we've done a long-form video content series with probably six so far. And we'll probably intersect these as podcasts as we go between these uh uh, Ask Jim episodes. So we hope you enjoy this episode with Jim. I think it goes for around 30 to 40 minutes. And uh, if you do like us, let us know. If not, let us know where we can improve and happy to take your feedback and uh, enjoy. So a question submitted by Grace Doravata uh, from the Dogwatch Division via Facebook. She's gone, hi, Jim. Have you ever considered doing a speech or seminar at any of the annual divisional conferences that are not held at the Foothills Conference Centre? Um, yeah, sometimes I do. Um, what I often try and do is fit it in into interstate trip for other reasons because it's, it's a long way to go to fly to, say, Perth to do an hour talk at a, at a you know, to 20 people. So, so, what's the, so what's the best way for someone to organise that with you? Is that the divisional? Yeah, I just talk to the divisional. Yeah, so just talk to your divisional, Sharon uh, Grace, and um, hopefully Sharon can put the request to Jim and, yeah. and something can be arranged. But the best thing is to have it here because it's 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 a great environment and we we charge a very good price and you've got national staff anybody you want to talk to computer people it joel mm. give all the help we we like to encourage people to come here because it's and the food's pretty good too actually i think most people would agree to that yeah it is good food uh, for people who don't know um jim's headquarters is around 45 k's east of melbourne yeah. right on the edge of the of the yarra mm. the yarra valley and all that sort of stuff so you can come here and you can go out to the wineries and all that sort of stuff. So I, I love giving talks. I just don't like travelling very much. So um, mm. actually we say to anybody who's a, in business and they want, if they come and they book a, a session here, I'm quite happy to come and have a talk to them for, you know, an hour for nothing, completely free, as long as they're here. If I have to travel into the state to go there, it's like a whole day, so it's a bit different. Yeah, so that, hopefully that's answered your question, Grace. Uh, the next one was submitted by Anthony Tesla via Facebook and he's gone, hi, Jim. Is a slowdown in the residential construction going to affect the skip-ins division? 
Well, it could, but um, we we don't tend to do too bad when the building industry goes down because we are very heavily domestic. Um, in fact, we've had very little effect. The economy doesn't seem to affect the demand for work so much because most most of our, our work is actually um, more to do with, um, it's like with a handyman, it's more to do with the, you know, changing buildings and so forth, renovations and, and upgrades. And people tend to do more of that when, when the residential market's going down, when they're not building so many new houses. I'm, I'm not too concerned about it. We've had, we've had downturns in the past and it's never done us any harm. So I remember you saying to me in the past before that generally during, if there's a recession or something, a decline in the economy, actually franchises tend to, employers mm. tend to increase. It's, it's good for franchising, that's for sure, because the biggest problem right now is that we have got too much work you know, 180,000 leads last year gone begging and particularly for areas like fencing and, um, and handyman. So, I mean, I don't want, I don't want the economy to go down for the sake of everybody, but from our point of view, we actually do pretty well when, when there's a bit of a fall off in the building industry. Yeah. So I hope that uh, uh, um, answers your question, Anthony. If you're just tuning in, welcome. Um, put any comments or questions in there and we'll try and get to them. Um, we'll take any reasonable comment or question and put it to Jim for you. So put something into the feed. The next one comes via Paul Donahue via LinkedIn. He's gone, Jim, how do you stay energised at your age and what is your fitness routine? Yeah, fitness is really important. Half an hour a day on the treadmill is my normal minimum. Just I, I, travel, I usually run about 5Ks. And I, I walk wherever I can. And I also, I've got a small farm and I go up there and I dig, dig potatoes and um, you know, scythe down swales and, and do all kinds of things. I, I enjoy keeping physically active. I reckon it's be, being fit is the greatest thing. Actually, one of the reasons I loved mowing lawns so much was because it was um, it kept me very, very fit. And I was outside, and I love that kind of thing. It's just it's a lot of fun. We actually have a lot of franchisees who join, and one of the benefits they see is the fitness one. And I've mm -hmm. known a few mowing franchisees who start off as, as a bit more poultry gentleman, and then by the, you know a few months in there. They're definitely whipped right down. So we, we always we always advise our friend, especially on mowing, to get the uniforms a little bit on the snug side because they'll <laughs> they'll tend to shrink. So just a few comments here. So Don McGuinness from Test and Tags gone business to business divisions tend to be a bit insulated from economic pressures such mm. as Test and Tag. Yes, which is a pretty good comment. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think it's going to make any difference to a division like Test and Tag because safety is still safety as long as they're running factories and everything else. They've got to be safe. Yeah, that's true. And Matt Baggerly, um, he says, hey guys, hi Matt. I think Matt's a franchisee. Yeah. Then we've got Joshua Elms, who's a mowing franchisee. He's gone, I'm coming up to 10 years as a franchisee in May. And he goes, is there any benefits once you hit 10 years? <laughs> well, we, we like you very much after 10 years. <laughs> it's up to your franchisor what they might want to do for you. So, sometimes franchisors who get, franchisees who get to a certain level and want to sort of ease off a bit will actually give them reduced fees. That, that's been known to happen, depending on age. Yeah. So we, 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 we treat long-term franchisees, they're pretty special. Yeah, we appreciate you commenting in and tuning in, Josh. You've tuned in to most of the three of them. Um, we'll get there, Julie Baldry. I work in the call centre. Hello, Julie. Hi, Julie. And Sam Scheinberg is Sebi Champs, tag his mate. Callsend does a fantastic job there, absolutely brilliant. We, we really appreciate you guys. Let me talk a bit about the call centre. I don't think people realise that the actual call centre for gyms is on site. Yeah, it's, it's, just, yeah. it's just back here, just a 
a few meters away and uh, it's it's a hive of activity and it's it's quite a complicated job because you've got to know how to handle a whole raft of different situations you know when people complain or when they want to put messages through or how you do with an inquiry it's quite intensive training it's it's a fairly skilled job in fact a lot of our best people in in gyms national come from the call center mm. like hannah who runs the uh, our go blitz system mm. and um the girls here who work in admin it's 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 there, there's some great people come out of there and, and it's nice too because it, it's it's a it's a chance to move up in the world a bit too yeah, it's, it's run very well by the team, by Jill and mm. Beck and by Charlene. They do a great job. Oh, Matt here. So Matt's tuning in from Canada. So we have obviously people don't probably don't oh, realise we Matt, actually have good. Jim's mowing axes in Canada. So Matt's tuning in all the way from there. So we appreciate yeah. you tuning in, Matt. Yeah, we had a franchisee training from Canada here this week, which is which is great. Great to see. That's awesome. And Canada is important because it's we hopefully these guys are going to be our bridgehead for the rest of North America, just like Melbourne was the bridgehead to travel across Australia. Most of our first franchisors were people from Victoria who went out. So maybe you want to tell a bit about the plans with that, though. So obviously you've got mowing in Canada, but there is a plan to move. Yes, we're looking at other divisions like dog wash and handyman and cleaning. And uh, there's some people who are interested in going from here to there. And we're looking at some of the top franchisees in Canada. We've got some really top guys there with very major businesses with lots of several people working for them and so forth very successful entrepreneurs mm. and we hope they're going to be taking a leadership role definitely thanks for tuning in all the way from canada matt we appreciate it hader hussein's tuned in and said hi gents hello hader <laughs> hope you're well luke mcdonald's gone car detailing bondi he's tuned in from there thank you for tuning in luke yeah, so right. let's actually go into a cleaning question so seeing as though hader and luke have tuned in so John Idema last week left the question. He said, hey, Jim, how do you see the growth of the gym's cleaning division? Is it as you expected? We see it as a very we see it as very positive. John and Suzanne from Jim's Cleaning, is it Shado or Shendo Park? Look, for a long time, cleaning was very disappointing to us. We couldn't quite understand why mowing did so well and grew so fast and got so big. And cleaning for a long time was just a little tiny insignificant section but what it shows is the importance of leadership and it's really only since Haydar took over the division that we've been successful I mean cleaning is now like 750 odd franchisees I don't even know the exact maybe number. Maybe Haydar can comment in there and tell us how many franchisees Tell us how many Haydar yeah. but um, it's growing much much faster in fact the rate it's going within hmm, a few years, five, six years, it, it could overtake mowing. Mowing is growing, but much more slowly, and, and cleaning has been a great success. But it's all, it's all a matter of leadership. And when you look at the divisions that work within gyms, um, obviously cleaning now does very well. Um, dog wash is booming like anything. It, um, they reckon they're going to have 200 by the end of the year. Um, building inspections is doing extremely well. Um, test and tag grew very well. So a lot of these divisions that are doing well, it's, it's all to do with the person in charge. And we're always looking for internal entrepreneurs. Often they come up through the system. They come in as franchisees, like, like Sharon did in Dogwash, and then become franchisors and then take over divisions and run them. And Haydar's the same. So Haydar says 800. 800. Thanks for commenting there, Haydar. Well, when, just for anybody who doesn't know, Haydar, he, um, he was actually a cleaner before he came into gyms. And uh, he's, uh, he's done quite well. He's got this, um, this house, which is a third of an acre house. It takes you about half an hour to fly across it. 
And uh, I, I often say, hey, that's the only, only building in, on, that you can see with the naked eye from Mars. His house is so huge. <laughs> We're proud of that. He's done well. And he's done well, he's done well for us and for his franchisees. And he's done well for himself. The phrase, I've, the phrase I always remember from Haydar, he goes, I went from cleaning to cleaning up. Yes, that's so right. That's um, very true. No, he's a very good operator. He is too. One of the questions here from the live feed. Thanks to Luke P. Gavin for writing this question. Do you plan on introducing Jim's mechanics for car servicing, etc.? Yeah, yeah. We're actually talking to people right now. There's a lot of problems with um, Lubemobile. Um, a lot of the people there are very, very unhappy. And we see that as a very good opportunity. I, I hope to see that launch in the next two to three months. We're talking. The hardest thing with all these provisions is not so much the idea, it's finding the right leader. If you can find a great leader, any division can work. Yeah, that's definitely true, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, David Pollard tunes in and says, great job at Franchise or Train today. Joel, thank you very much, David. Give me a bit of kudos with Jim sitting here as well. Um, so what people don't know is we have Franchise or Train. Not only do franchisees get training, but the guys who run the regions and divisions, they come back and do regular training with various topics. And you talk, you've talked today. Uh, did you talk today or yesterday at one of the Franchise or Trainings? I uh, talked yesterday. Talked yesterday. Yep, so franchisors also do training as well as franchisees on a regular basis where they're up to date with various things and all that sort of stuff. Which is good. We like to get we like to get people back here when we can so I can we can talk to them. We also like to sit down and have meals with them and so forth. That's one reason this place is so good. Yeah. Um, Zan, so via Facebook in the comment section here, so Zan uh, is at Pengu. Sorry if I, I probably mispronounced that completely wrong. It says, hi, Jim, can you share some idea about how to build up a local area? As a franchisee? Yeah, maybe if you want to comment in there about a franchisee, but maybe as a business, so if maybe you've started a business there, how to build up a local area for yourself. Maybe it might be a franchisee. Sorry, Zan, if you just probably comment in there if you are a franchisee, we can probably get that a bit more targeted. Yeah, we don't know who you are. It makes a lot of difference if you're a franchisee or if you're not. So let's talk as a franchisee then. Um, well, obviously, the, the, the key thing with a franchisee is to take all the work you can consistently. What too many franchises do is they, they'll take work and then they'll cut themselves off and they won't even take their territory. So we like to say, no matter how busy you are, always take your territory. Never try, try, try never to knock back a job in territory. And depending on the division too, if you're doing a division which has regular clients like mowing or cleaning or dog wash or one of those, one of the best things you can do is that exchange jobs. So you've got a regular in somebody else's territory and they've got one in yours, so you change it around. Because traveling is a huge cost. As I say in training, if, you, if you're doing 12 jobs a day, which is pretty typical for most of these divisions, and you can save five minutes, just five minutes between jobs, that's an extra hour a day, five hours a week, at a normal expected rate of, say, 60 bucks an hour, that's $15,000 a year because you save five minutes. So Zan is a franchisee. You just commented yeah. saying he's a franchisee. Yeah, exactly right. Work, work locally and intensively. And, and just just simple things like like... When you see somebody in the street, when you're in your territory, you just wave and say hello to them. Nice weather and just, just say hello. And you're wearing a uniform and you've got business cards with you. And, you know, if you're doing something outside like mowing, of course, it's, or fencing, it's going to be pretty obvious, you know, they can see the quality of your work. And just, just be nice to people and, and work on local connections and so forth. So some basic, some basic things there for you, Zan. Hopefully that's answered your question. If not, you can put some more questions in there and we'll get to them. Yeah. But as a franchisee, Zan, you can always email me anytime. You've got my email address. You've got my phone number. Every franchisee has that. Definitely take advantage of that, Zan, as well. Mm. Um, people have that access, so definitely use it. Jim's happy to oblige with anything like that. Yeah, as I was saying to somebody today, if, if somebody from outside 
wants my time, I will charge $1,000 for an hour of consulting time. But my franchise get it all free. That's it. So use it. Use the $1,000 per hour outside charge. You get it for free, eh? The Jamie Byers commented here saying, hi, we are holding a franchise information night tonight for dog wash in Melbourne. So if you're interested in dog wash franchise, there is, there's an information session going on tonight. Uh, maybe just let us know where it actually exactly is, Jamie, and we can put that on there. Joel Burrows has also commented, can I please buy a Jim's Group T-shirt or baseball cap? Please make them. This request comes through every week, so I don't know what we're going to do about it, but we need to find some sort of option. And I'll put it to you a few times, but it's sort of it's a bit hard because we might have to buy in bulk or I don't know what we're going to do, but we, get, think, the, we get that request. I think it's a good idea, actually. We should we should do it. Yeah, I think we should do it. Definitely. Um, I, was, it was I was in the police station, not that I was being hauled in for any crime or anything, I was just there for other reasons, <laughs> but I saw this little um, this bear with a police uniform, constable constable bear, so I thought, well, if they can do it, that's 60 bucks for that was. Was it 60 bucks? 60 bucks wow. for a bear. So, yeah. Want to sell, you can, like, love to sell it. My mother always used to be very proud of it, she's she's dead now, but she uh, she, loved, she loved wearing the gyms, she used to wear a, a bright red gyms um, dog wash. Jumper, she, she gave a lot of kudos in her old people's home. Yeah, definitely. So look, it's something we something we want to do, Joel. It's a matter of time and just actually organising, I guess, and how we do it best. But um, mm. hopefully we can. If we do do it, it will be um, via the gyms.net or via the Facebook page. We'll integrate something at some stage. Hopefully by the end of the year or mid-year or something, we can have some generic um, merch available for people. Brett Goodlett here is wrote, written in here, helping out at schools and community groups in uniform goes a long way. So Brett Goodlett's a franchisee. Mm. So there's a bit of a comment there for you, Zan, as well. So obviously that goes on to what Jim was saying about wearing mm. a uniform at all times and being ready and available. Yeah. What we tell franchisees in training is that um, you always wear a uniform wherever you go, if possible, and you drive a signed vehicle if you possibly can because you'll pick up a lot of work in um, just just around the place. You know, one of our tyres guys, one of the newest franchisees, was um, he, just, he just went and parked in, in a public car park and people kept on coming up to him and asking about tyres. And he and he had he got a job on the spot, and there were actually some others that he they asked him about the tires, and he went and checked, and he said, "No, you don't need it right now because he's a guy of great integrity." Here's my card. There you go. So De Derek Channer Thang via Facebook has just got asbestos and demolition should be one. So we do have an asbestos. It used to be called Jim's asbestos removal. Now it's Jim's hazardous waste removal. Yes, that's right. And I do a bit of everything. So we do have that uh, division, but we don't have the demolition side of it. So, um, well, you never know one of our one of our franchisees or somebody might be thinking about it. <laughs> Every division starts the same way. Somebody just puts up their hand and says, "Hey, I want to do this." And uh, very big things come from very small starts. One of the things I'm always big about is that I'm very easy to reach. So if anybody has an idea from the public, it's easier than to get through to me, and they come through. And I'm interested in this and. Uh, and take it from there. I had a, I had a, a franchisee just just early this week contacted me about a, a business that he'd like to run, and we do, we're talking about it. Don't know where it'll come to, but he's he's pretty good actually. He's I, I got him to. Oh, I won't say who he is, of course, for obvious reasons. But he was a bit reluctant to share his income with me. But when he told me he was making one hundred eighty thousand a year, <laughs> and uh, had a great had a great customer service record, I said, okay, you're a pretty good operator. Well, let's talk more. Hmm. So there you go. Um, Reese Formosa has commented. He says, "Best career change I've ever I've ever did joining Jim the Jim's Mine Group. Can't wait for the next trade day. Have mm. we got a date locked in yet for the trade day? It's in it's in July. I'm not sure actually. What what the it's in July? What the, I know I know it's been worked on Reese at the moment internally from what I hear. So yeah, it was a big success. We had about 400 come last year, mm. 
um, it was it was wonderful. So for people that don't know, there's a big trade day that goes on every year. Um, this one was specifically for the mining division, and basically you have a whole bunch of suppliers and there's competitions and stuff to be won. It's Tuesday the 30th of July. Tuesday the 30th of July. That's our next trade day. Okay, so there you go, Reese. Tuesday the 30th of July is the yeah. next one. Well, we have we have amazing prizes too for anybody. I mean, it's it's mowing only at this stage, but. Uh, the, all, the, all our contributors contribute prizes. We had something like... That's someone on a whole trailer, didn't they, one, one time? Yeah, they got a trailer, a, a ride-on mower worth lots of money. I think it was like about $40,000 worth of prizes. That's but, great. That's great odds if you come along. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you've got to come along to be in the prize drawers, but it's yeah. really good odds. All right, we'll keep going here. So, one, that was... So, guys, for just tuning in, if you want any questions or, or if you've got any questions, put them into the feed now. We'll definitely get to them. All right, so I'll just ask one that was pre-done. Um, so let me just go here. So Russell Larson via Facebook has gone, when is Jim's going to start Jim's Politicians? Now, there's a Facebook page out there. I think it's called Jim's Lobbying, which has some political stuff on it. It's got a few thousand. It's got 20,000, I think, people who like it. But yeah. I know you're big into your politics, Jim. So I, I, I get very frustrated about politics. Um, I think so many things about a society are just against the battlers. And I guess being a franchisor and dealing with people who, you know, doing the mowing lawns and the cleaning and the washing of the dogs and the handyman, we're kind of not representing the elite. We're representing the, 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 the ordinary man and woman in the street. So I just think there's so much that goes wrong. I mean, I mean, one of the things that really infuriates me is the way we deal with global warming by subsidizing solar panels, which is incredibly inefficient. The, the efficient, because it's it's not only government picking on things to do, which is not necessarily the best way to do it, but it's also something that actually raises the price of electricity for ordinary people and gives a subsidy for the wealthy, like it myself. I mean, we've had it done ourselves and we get government subsidies. It's so unfair. Now, the most sensible way to do that economically is to run, have a carbon tax. And to make it fair, what you do is you, subs, you, you put some of the proceeds back so the average person is no worse off. The person who's on lower income actually gets a benefit because they use less than not. And those who have got who are wealthy, um, they 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 pay some extra tax, but they can afford it. But that's just a simple idea of you can actually be more effective in tackling global warming, which I think is a real problem. But you can actually help to redistribute income to those who need it instead of the opposite. And that's I've got a lot of ideas like that. And for those that don't know, I think you're working on something, aren't you? A book or something to table. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to write a book. I think people don't realise how much elites in this country run things to suit themselves. Wherever it comes to, whether it's talking about the franchising industry, it's basically designed to help lawyers and financial advisors, and it really stuffs up ordinary people, gives them no effective protection at all. There are so much better ways of doing things. Place to like immigration policy too. You know, picking people who are good for the country, but not having people who are low skills who compete with our lower skilled workers. What about putting some more effort to get them upskilled and, and, and higher wages for people who need it, rather than producing masses and masses of less skilled people from overseas? I think we should import the entrepreneurs and we should boot up our own people and help them. So there you go. Um, well, can you guys, thanks to Katrina. Yes, there is asbestos. Yep, hazardous waste removal. Derek's gone. I mean, they should join as one team. Um, well, it's already an established division. Jim's has this removal, so I don't know how they would go adding in demolition. Mm -hmm. But I well, guess we'd, so what we'd love to do is to is to have somebody come along who has a demolition business. And if anybody's out there watching who's got a 
really strong demolition business and they've got a few people working for you, you've got some entrepreneurial flair, but you'd like to be all over the country, that'd be fantastic because what you do is you come in, become a new division. It's not a big investment, you know, like $20,000 plus a bit of training and stuff. It's not a lot of money. And then we put you together with the hazardous waste people and you work together. So you're good at knocking down buildings. They're good at cleaning up the waste. So you, you refer work to them. They refer work to you. It's the way that cleaning and window cleaning and carpet cleaning work together or mowing and trees work together. Different divisions actually refer work to each other. So it's, it's, it's complementary. We, we'd love to do it. We just need the right person. There you go. So Taylor Kemp, I presume he's from the dog wash division, goes, is there something similar for dog wash in regards to a trade day? <laughs> We'd love to do it. Uh, yeah, I think that's maybe more for one for your divisional, Sharon. Yeah. Um, maybe you can put to your divisional, Sharon. I guess, obviously, if there is one, they seem to do really well. So a division-specific one. It's growing very fast. Mm. Look, in, until Sharon took over, which is about over a year ago, we only had 60-odd in the division. Now it's well past 100 and rising fast. As Sharon tells me by the end of this year we'll have 200, which quite possibly we will. So I think the numbers are there. The thing about a trade day, of course, is there's so many mowing. We have 400 mowing guys coming, and um, that's a big market. So all the distributors love to be there. They want to be there, and they want to give away prizes and get interest. They find it really worthwhile. So the more we have, I mean, cleaning could do a, a, a day. That would be fantastic. And then we just have all these giveaways because, because the suppliers, we're a huge market. We're a very big market now. We want to use that to get benefits for our people. And suppliers love it and there's a lot of prizes and stuff. So, yeah, definitely talk to Sharon, maybe Taylor, about that one, see what can be done. Mm. Um, Scott Greenwood has gone, the fencing trade weekend was sensational, networking with other fencing franchisees, meeting supplies and the connections made. But just reiterating from Jim's point. Joshua Elms has gone, I've done three splits coming into my fourth split in 10 years. Wow. Good stuff, Josh. Which basically means, if anybody understands how splits, splits work, work yeah. that he's net never paid any fees. Because, <laughs> because a single split will get you in the region of three years' worth of fees. So it's, it's a pretty good deal. So maybe you want to define what a split is, actually. So yeah. A split is having a whole stack of regular clients, which, of course, the system gives you. And then you, well, in mowing terms, you get 65 or so together and you sell them as a business. So that might be sold for $30,000. So you get... Um, so 80% of it and 20% goes to the franchisor. So you pocket $24,000. So Haydar just commented from, from the cleaning division. He's gone, we are working on a trade day later this year, so keep tuned. So yeah. anyone from cleaning, Haydar is working on a trade day, which is great. Paul Sandals has gone here, following on from Jamie Bide's league. Jim's Diggers is also running information evening on Tuesday the 12th in Nary Warren, so instant message us for details. So if you head to the Jim's Diggers page and DM them, Paul and the guys can give you details about that. Um, Derek's gone, thank you, Jim. Try to save up now. I hope I can be one of the asbestos franchisees. Now, I think yeah. there is financing options, isn't there, for people if they want to get in, if they don't have the cash at the moment. Yeah, we do. We do. We, yeah. have, we have a special system which is designed for us. It's a, um, yeah, finance is a big issue. It really is. But we've got Jim's finance, and, and they work very hard. There's a new scheme coming through where we can get, we can get finance for people who can't get it through normal channels. So maybe, Derek, if you put an inquiry through anyway for that division, mm. um, they can help you out with putting you into touch with something that maybe can... The only thing I'd say is if you've got, if you've got a bad credit rating, it, it becomes very difficult. But if, you, if your credit rating's good, um, we can usually get unsecured finance because you're buying a fairly... Well, it's got a pay-for-work guarantee and all kinds of, of guarantees in it. So it's, it's fairly credible. We don't have a high failure rate in loans. Yeah. So a comment following from last week, John Render, who's from the Mine Division. I didn't read this one out because I didn't come up in the feed in live time, but I'll get to it now. 
by face, we said, hi, Jim, I just found out that I have prostate cancer from just having a regular blood test. I would like to get it out there that everyone should be getting tested. I'm fit and positive having it removed soon. So well wishes oh, to John. Yeah, we wish you all the best. He's a main John. franchisee. Sorry we didn't get to one last week, John, but um, everyone get there tested for it. People should get tested. I should be tested. I don't think I have been. Better. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Maybe that's a prompt, John, to um, for John, for Jim to do it himself. I'll go on to a couple more here. We've got, as you said, if you've got a comment or a question, put them in there now. We'll definitely ask it. Um, Chris Duncan from last week goes. I've seen some things saying it was twenty-five grand or more to start out. Why so much to buy in as a franchise, and what do you get when you buy in? So when someone buys a franchise, what are they actually getting? Um, is it always around that twenty-five k mark, or is there other levels and stuff like that? Well, most franchises don't cost that much, but um, the equipment costs a lot more. So if you're going to buy a, a mowing business, a proper trailer is essential. It just you just can't operate successfully without it, and that's going to set you back about five grand. Then you've got your mowers, brush cutter, blowers, all those kinds of equipment as well. But to answer what what you get for the for the franchise is that the we actually have a system whereby what we tend to do is to give you a, try to give you as much work as possible as soon as possible. Mind you, most people who buy mowing franchises these days would buy a resale or a split. So 80% of the money goes to the person selling it. But if it's a new business, what we do is we provide extra advertising. We give you a bit of a, a bonus, give you like two for one leads compared with most franchisees. And we also give you a thing called a pay for work guarantee, which means if you make less than the minimum amount, which is typically about twelve to fifteen hundred dollars per week, which which is a low level by normal standards, less than what most franchises make. But if you make less than that, you can actually go to your family, friends, relatives, franchisees from other divisions, anybody you wish, and you can do free services for them and your franchisor will pay you. And what that does very quickly, it builds the business. So the so the actual cost of the franchise is to do with extra advertising and pay for work guarantee. To get you off the ground, because the, the trouble with running a new business, if you don't get existing clients, is you might have a great business down the track a bit in a year's time, but in the meantime you starve. And most people who run service businesses fail in their first year. I think it's something like 60, 65 percent. Now we do have people who fail in their first year, but the figure is more like 10 percent, and that includes people who've sold out or gone for different reasons. So that's essentially why you buy a franchise is because your chances of succeeding are a lot more. And, and then the other thing too, if you look at it, even if it costs you $25,000 to get in, um, your typical earnings, we think around about $2,000 a week. So you're sort of getting it back in about 12, 13 weeks. Whereas most businesses, you have to work for three years to get your investment back. There we go. So hopefully that's answered your question there. So Jim, Katrina Jabke says, Jim's pathology. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, we'd love to. Yeah. We're actually very interested in the health area. We've got Jim's personal training starting up, which is one of my favorites because I'm a great believer in fitness. I think it's the greatest thing there is. Um, we'd love to do Jim's doctor's home visits Jim's and Jim's chiropractors, Jim's physio. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff we would, we would love to do in the health area. I mean, we've got 50-plus divisions now, but we could have 150, 200. Optometry is another good one too. Taking optometry to the office, being able to go to somebody's office with a mobile setup and do tests and then go back and get prescriptions done. Because people are time poor these days, so the more stuff we can do for them, the better. The better, yeah. So Dylan Burgess has tuned in. He goes, we bought a cleaning franchise for my wife four months ago in WA. It was a great decision, plenty of work and support. 
Great to hear. Thanks for taking the time to write that comment. Craig Pitchard has gone go go purse Jim's personal training. Yeah. So Craig will be running Jim's personal training. So hopefully he makes it go well. Matt Bagley has gone brand recognition and the network of the other gyms is well worth the investment. That's really nice to hear. Um, I'll just run with one that was on last week. Actually, Josh, sorry, Joshua Holmes has gone. What about Jim's home care? Yeah, it was talked about, wasn't it? Jim's yeah, we're care? we're looking at it. Yeah. The the issue with home care is that. Um, our first requirement for any new division is that our franchises can make at least $60 per hour. We're not interested in running a business where a person's going to make 30 bucks an hour. It's just not worth it. So our minimum is 60 bucks an hour. So, for example, if you're mowing somebody's lawns, typical job would be take you 35 minutes and you charge, say, $45, $50. That would be an example. And dog wash is very similar. So... Um, the trouble with home care is a lot of it's paid for by the government and they don't want to pay the rates that we want to charge. So I just don't think it's it's worth running a business where you can't make at least $60 per hour. And so Sajan here says, I bought Jim's Cleaning eight months ago. It was a great investment. So a lot of people from Jim's Cleaning have been tuning in tonight and saying how good it is. That's awesome to hear. Mick Worth, I just want to touch on the last one, guys. We said we probably have to get going. So the last one from Mick Worth was last week. He says, this is in relation to the price rating stuff, which has been a lot of conjecture. He's gone, our costs go up every year, yet I haven't been able to lift my prices for at least 10 years, yet I'm still rated in the top third of franchisees on the price rating. All it does is hurt us. And Mick is our gyms and tennis franchisee. 10 years? You're still charging 10 years prices? That's terrible. That's unbelievable. Uh, I know quite well that people are raising their prices at or beyond the inflation every year. I really think, is it Mick, was it? Mick, Mick. Yeah, Mick, Mick, you've Mick got to look at what you're doing and what you're saying to the clients because that is completely outrageous. You, you cannot possibly be working. For, look, the work is more plentiful than it used to be, and that includes antennas. We have got a lot of work in antennas. We, we have more unserviced leads right now than we've ever had in the past. It's about one in four jobs. It's, it's, the demand is incredible. You've got to be able to raise your prices. The only divisions we sometimes struggle to find work in are some of the white-collar ones like bookkeeping and computers, but all the, the physical activity ones are doing incredibly well. I mean, in some divisions, it's like more than half of our leads are unserviced. Fencing is very bad. Handyman's been bad that way. I mean, good from the franchisee point of view. There's no excuse for being cheap. I, I don't believe in it. One of the things in gyms, we have a very rigorous complaint system, but we will not recognise any, we would not recognize overcharging as a complaint. Now, we will mark somebody down as being more expensive, but for, as a guide to clients. But even so, we're not going to be doing that internally anymore. We, we actually, we're showing it internally to clients who come through gyms. We're going to take that out. But for anybody who comes in from the outside, like through, through GoBlitz, um, which we're looking at rebranding Gyms Plus, actually, as a bit of... <laughs> prior information, but um, if anybody comes in there, they will see price ratings from previous clients. So what I would say, Mick, if you need more help as well, talk to your regional franchise or divisional franchise or mm. you also have Jim's email and number, um, which you can use as well if you want some more. I have never heard of anybody yeah. charging what they did 10 years ago. That is extraordinary. Work is not in short supply in the antennas division. I know it isn't actually. It's It's... We're actually, we're actually more overloaded than we have been in the past. It's, it's not hard to find work at all. It's actually harder to find franchisees in antennas because there's this, there's this idea that antennas is old-style business. 
but it really isn't because antenna sky can do things like digital connections which is really really big they're all trained they're all they can do cabling and things so it's a great division but it has the reputation so what it means is that is that the the work is coming in but when we're struggling to find enough franchisees to cope with with the demand for the service there's no way in the world you can't charge more there's a couple of just want to touch on real quickly before we go Julie Baldry, who works in the call center, says we need so much more fences. So obviously fencing is a hard <laughs> service one. It's embarrassing, isn't it, Julie? Because mm. the um, you keep on getting these calls that say, and people get very disappointed and even upset because we just can't do it. But but what, what can we do? We're not going to we're not going to relax our standards. So unfortunately, that's that's the way the world's going. I mean, the demand for quality service is is higher than ever. It's so different. Back in the '90s, when we were first starting off. I used to have teams of campuses going out, knocking on doors to actually to find work because it was so difficult to find these days. I mean, sometimes we had one franchisor like gave back about a quarter million dollars to his franchisees from the advertising budget. He said, I guess can't spend it. We've got too much work. Hmm. And that's unheard of from the old days. So work is plentiful. So we've got a comment here from Jim's Mobile Tires. He goes, maybe rename GoBlitz to Jim's Extra. Yes, so that's, 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 that's a good point. We gyms more because all the surplus work we've got that we can't cope with. Thanks. Yeah. Go Blitz is actually going very well. Actually, we've got um, close to ten percent of our unserviced leads are actually going out now to independent contractors, and and that's and that's that's going great. Uh, Scott Greenwood here has gone. Jim's insurance doesn't do commercial insurance for large vehicles. Any reason? Oh, we just we're just working on the. Um, it's all to do with what the underwriters will do for us. Correct. So we're, we're actually expanding that. We've got a. In the past, we we couldn't do cars very well at all. It was too high. We've got a new deal on on cars, which is just coming through now, so we can do them reasonably cost effectively. But we don't want to offer insurance when we can't give a reasonably competitive price. Correct. Yeah, Jim, Jim's insurance is a broker, Scott, and there's obviously certain things they're good on, which is obviously the franchisee type insurance. But there's yeah. stuff like large commercial vehicles, let's say there's you know, typical home and contents insurance policies, they get the same rates as any other broker and there's obviously, you can't get that instant yeah. online quote and buy. And so um, it's something they're working on, which is the commercial motor vehicle stuff and trying to get some sort of fleet deals. It does take time insurance. It's a very slow industry, unfortunately. They want guaranteed numbers and all that sort of stuff. So hmm. hopefully once that's up and running, um, there'll be something made available which will be communicated by the newsletter. We do, we do best in areas where we've got very large numbers, hmm. like public risk, um, Things like personal accidents and and uh, trailer and vehicle insurance, we get some really really good rates on those for, for our own people. We can't do as well for outsiders, of course, um, but that's because we've got so much many numbers, and also because we have we have fairly good training and control systems and quality control, so that our claims tend to be lower than those of independents. So there you go, Scott. So hopefully, eventually, we'll get there. Um, just takes a bit of time putting it in place because, as Jim said, it is a numbers game. The more numbers and people who have that, the more deals you can do just takes time getting that in place. So we'll leave it there, guys. Thank you to everyone who tuned in for the third Facebook Live Q&A of Jim. Mm -hmm. um, we tried to get to every question in the comments. Sometimes the comments and questions don't appear in the live feed, then I get then afterwards I get a, I see a whole bunch that we miss. So I do apologise. We're not ignoring them. They just haven't come up in the live feed. So thanks, Jim, for your time. Um, okay. there'll, be, there'll be something, uh, the replay will be made available on LinkedIn and YouTube and obviously via the page. Um, if, if you want more of this type of stuff, as I said, the best thing to do to let us know is to give it a like on the video or put some sort of question or comment in there regarding this and we'll try and do this again at some stage. So thanks everyone for tuning in and have a good night. All right. See you later. See ya.
Thank you for listening to that episode of the Gyms Cast on the Gyms Network. If you want to see more of this type of content, make sure you let us know by following at the Jim Penman on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and also all the Gyms Group stuff on the various platforms. Also head to the Gyms Group YouTube channel and give us a subscribe. There's some great content there. Leave us some comments or questions about what you maybe want us to do on the show next, and we'll try and do that. Also head to gyms.net and you can learn more about Jim there. We hope to see you next time.